You are listening to yet another one of the fine members of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more of the member shows over at techpodcasts.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Aaron Salome, and we're here at the Intel Developer Forum this week. Uh, I'm going to be here today and for the next two days, and uh, and each day I'm going to kind of add more to this episode. So right now, this is the very first day of the Intel Developer Forum, and, uh, and I'm sure we have a lot of great stuff coming up today. So we'll start off with this initial bit of news here. Um, Intel plans to launch an 80 and a 160 gigabyte solid state drive for notebooks uh, within the next month. The X18M and the X25M for notebooks are going to be coming out in the next 30 days and a 32 gigabyte and a 64 gigabyte solid state drive for enterprise servers and workstations. Uh, those we will be seeing within the next 90 days. The drives for enterprise servers and workstations is going to use a flash single layer technology and the notebook drives are going to use a multi-layer technology which is a lot more sophisticated than the flash technology. There's no word yet on pricing for these drives but you can assume about $8 per gigabyte. So uh, so for the 80 gigabyte that's $640 and the 160 gigabyte uh, that's about $1,280. So is it worth the price? Um, I'm not completely sold on that. You know, you are going to see prices start to come down in the future as these things become more standard. Uh, the only notebook that I know of right now that uses this is the MacBook Air. So, uh, so you know, if this is something you're interested in, then uh, then there you go. That's the news on that. Well, we just learned that Intel's Nehalem processor is going to have a new technology in it called Turbo Mode, and supposedly it's going to dynamically reroute power to improve performance. Nehalem is the big product uh, this year at the IDF, and most likely it's going to be the big thing for Intel in 2009. They've renamed the desktop version of Nehalem to Core i7, and they already introduced the new process technology. Uh, that was the 45NM process technology that they introduced last year. Um, and so basically now it's time for the new microarchitecture, and that's where Nehalem, or Core i7, comes into the picture. A lot of the features have already been announced. Uh, things like two-way simultaneous multi-threading, two to eight cores. In addition to that, there's also going to be a new eight megabyte shared level three cache. This is also going to be the most scalable architecture in the industry. That means they're going to be able to scale up and down things like clocks and threads. And they'll also be able to add other capabilities like graphics and, uh, and other kinds of accelerators to future cores. So it's definitely interesting. Uh, the roadmap so far, uh, they're going to be introducing the server processors first. Uh, they're also looking toward desktops and mobile versions in the second half of 2009. So, uh, so that's definitely something to look for. Well, Intel's just announced that they are working on the first quad-core notebook processor called the Core 2 Extreme. Right now, we're really not sure if the Core 2 Extreme is going to be based on the current Penryn architecture or if it's going to have something to do with the new Nehalem architecture. And we don't have any idea about any clock speeds or pricing. However, we do know it's only going to use 45 watts of power. And that's definitely something to look forward to uh, because it's going to save you battery life. 
So we'll keep you up to date as more comes out about this Core 2 Extreme. Well, this is my second day at IDF, and already we have some interesting news to talk about. Uh, apparently, Intel and Yahoo are unveiling a partnership to redesign high-definition televisions. Um, and the basic idea here is that they want to bring a widget-based platform to your television. Um, they want to embed applications and ads directly into your HDTV. They basically want to bring in internet functionality onto your television set. They've already got the support of Comcast, Disney, Sony, and also CBS, Motorola, Samsung, and Toshiba also gave some supporting uh, comments up there on the stage. Now apparently the technology is out there right now. It's available already, but it's not going to be implemented until they get some OEM product commitments. So until that happens, we really don't know when this is going to be implemented. So it, it's, it sounds like it's something exciting. We'll have to see what happens with it. Uh, I just hope that it's not too intrusive. When I sit down in front of the television, I'm sitting down in front of the TV to watch TV, uh, not to fool around with widgets or have ads, you know, in my face. Um, you know, I go to the computer to do that. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll have to see how this kind of pans out. But it's definitely in the future, so, uh, so we'll keep an eye out for when this might be coming around. Um, a quick mention on USB 3.0, we actually just had a demonstration a little while ago by Fresco Logic. Uh, they did a uh, data transfer with a software development platform that they created themselves. And the results of that were just over 350 megabytes per second. Um, so that's definitely not bad. Uh, not quite as high as the 600 megabytes per second. Uh, that, that they've kind of been claiming that USB 3.0 would reach. Uh, but again, it's, it's only a dry run. It was kind of the first test. Uh, and of course, the commercial products are expected to arrive in 2009 or 2010. So there's still a lot of time for them to kind of work out kinks and things. And hopefully by the time it does come out, we will see them reach the 600 megabyte per second mark. Well, those are just a few of the interesting things that happened at IDF last week. Uh, there's so much that goes on at these kinds of things that it's difficult to bring you everything in such a short podcast. Um, but those were just what I thought were some of the biggest stories that went on. Unfortunately, the big live show that I had planned for the IDF didn't quite pan out as I had hoped. Um, so instead, I had to do kind of a regular podcast uh, from the show floor. So it was kind of live. Uh, I was there while, it, while I recorded it, um, but it just wasn't the big live podcast. Uh, live show like we did at the New Media Expo. If you think I missed anything important or have questions or comments, please send me an email at techtoday2008 at gmail.com. Also, check out the show's brand new blog, techtodayshow.wordpress.com. Unlike the previous blog, this new one is actually spelled the same way as the show. So it's T-E-C-H, the number two, D-A-Y show, dot wordpress.com. Um, also, I would invite you to take our listener survey. Uh, it's on the right-hand side of the page. It actually says take our listener survey right there. Uh, we're just trying to get a feel of who our audience is and, uh, and what they want to hear from us. And we can, we can kind of help shape this podcast into something our audience would like to hear. So uh, it takes less than a minute. Uh, if you could just go and take that, I would really appreciate it. And because I know everyone's so interested in what I'm doing at all times of the day, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and find out for yourself. Twitter.com slash Aaron Salome. Well, that's it for now. Uh, send me an email. Check me out on Twitter. Check out the website. Do whatever you got to do. 
Just make sure you come back for the next episode, all right? I'm Aaron Salomi. Thanks a lot for listening.